0: Hey, it's Chris Knight, founder of Self Intelligence. Welcome to another episode of the Self Intelligence Podcast where everyday people just like you can get free expert guidance and support to resolve any personal problem or drama you're experiencing. Do you feel like you've failed at trying to turn your passion into a career? Do you quit when it starts to get hard or when you can't seem to find a pathway forward? Has perfectionism, procrastination, imposter syndrome and sabotage debilitated your efforts, and now you're wondering if you can really trust yourself. If you can relate, you're not alone. Taking the hero's journey of turning your passion into a career can seem impossible, but thankfully there is a way through. In this episode, I speak with Zoe. Zoe is at a crossroads in her life where she feels too old to be taking big risks on herself and her financial security, but also feels too young to take the safe road that doesn't fulfil her inner calling and heart's desires. To support Zoe to break through this inner turmoil, we discuss the steps to stop getting overwhelmed by uncertainty, the number one credential that is essential to anyone turning their passion into a career in the creative and well-being industries, the processes and tools required to get through the gatekeeper feeling that you're not enough, and how to know if the path you are choosing is right for you. Thank you Zoe for your dedication and courage to honour this life and the people of this world by following your inner calling. Be of service in a way that only your heart can guide. Thank you, Zoe, for coming on to discuss what I feel is a super important subject that affects many people and is certainly causing you some significant challenges and and suffering and and God knows what uh, around your career, your purpose in life dedicating yourself to a certain path that you may feel connected to, inspired by, passionate about uh, this type of thing and the journey of potentially sabotaging those efforts and not feeling enough and fearing failure and all of that that prevents the the flow, right of navigating your way through what to me is like a hero's journey actually. <laughs> and, and, and all the questions that have come up around that. So tell us what the problem is. You've reached out to me to get support on this and it's like, can you support me to get some clarity, unblock this issue, right? So spell it out for us.
1: So I suppose I've reached this point. I recently turned 29 and I lost my, my casual job a few weeks ago. And that was a bit of a hit to the ego.
0: What, well, you were fired, were you?
1: I wasn't necessarily fired. I was let go due to a shortage of work. Yeah, the company's just going through some financial strife and needed to, yeah, tighten their resources. So, yeah, I'm left feeling completely overwhelmed, confused, unsure about my direction and unable to accept my my lack of direction, really. I don't have much of a career trajectory per se. I have a business that I'm passionate about, that I'm excited about, but it doesn't feel legitimate and it doesn't feel like it's going to be enough to satiate that part of me that feels so strongly that I have to make something of myself. And I need to know that that's going to happen. And that's going to happen soon because I'm just yeah I'm reaching that age and that point where it doesn't feel okay to be directionless. It doesn't feel okay to be financially codependent for periods, be it on family, be it on Centrelink. It, it, uh, I'm not okay with it. I'm in I'm in total conflict with my my situation. I'm not accepting my
0: reality. That's that's the whole purpose of self intelligence, isn't it? <laughs> to let's accept reality first and then let's deal with the practicalities of the challenges that are ahead because there's two things isn't there there's reality and then the practicalities with that and then there's all the psychological nonsense we project onto that reality that make things very difficult and complex right and therefore and then overwhelming and too much and too hard and i can't and all of that right so you have had a casual job I just want to clarify with you, has that been to support your passion business, like sort of support you financially while you're building this business? Is that, that I'm putting two and two together, but is that, is that true for you?
1: That's correct. Yeah. I suppose I I had a career trajectory about a year ago that I sort of abandoned as I, yeah, I didn't feel it was right for me. And since then just took on some casual kind of retail employment to carry me through this, this chapter of the unknown of doing the self intelligence course of pursuing my own business of trying to be my own boss lady and feeling like I'm failing at it a lot of the time.
0: So you have got a passion business. You said that there's something that you're doing. What is this? What is this that you're doing?
1: I started a women's retreat business with my sister about a year and a half ago. She was the kind of host yoga teacher. And I was doing the behind the scenes marketing operations, coordination, customer service aspects with the hope of eventually building certain skills. um, Yeah. Just my own offerings on retreat And, and my sister recently kind of abandoned that business about six months ago. So now I'm pursuing that alone and working alongside other kind of third-party facilitators in the wellbeing space, Uh, yoga teachers, embodiment, somatic coaches, um, different creatives, and, and so forth.
0: Does that keep you in that position of being the support of the retreats and everything else while they go in and do facilitation
1: Yes, correct. My most recent retreat, I guided some meditations and that was the first time that I stepped into that space. And that was only a week ago. Up until then I I had a lot of kind of resistance against that. But I I put my toes in. And how'd it go? It went really well. It was just a short twenty minute, you know, kind of meditation, but it felt amazing and I feel like I kind of broke through A lot of fear
0: and how did the retreat go in in a nutshell did it feel like a good thing did it feel
1: yeah it was a huge success from the perspective of, of of the guests i suppose the the financial strain that i'm under keeps me from celebrating that success and really enjoying and appreciating what i'm creating because i keep thinking about the business model and, you know, having to still survive and take care of myself if this is a business that I'm I'm going to seriously pursue.
0: I hear you. So the business itself, the retreat did really well. The people who received it were happy with it. You felt good doing it. So that's all pretty clear. However, it doesn't look like at this point in time, perhaps the business model or something about the nature of the business seems sustainable to actually support you financially and so on, is this what I'm picking up, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, the amount of work that's required versus the kind of yeah financial reward, financial gain is, there's no balance there. And I understand that when you're starting a business, there's a lot more work than gain in that sense. Um, so it can take years. I suppose there's a lot of fear around putting years of energy into the like do I have it in me because I've I have all these memories of the past and all this proof around my kind of my tendency to abandon projects degrees jobs just when it starts to get too hard so there is this pattern that I'm I'm aware of and I'm, I'm missing that like self trust in that self-belief aspect because I probably yeah severed that in my immaturity and I'm really trying to now like step into my own maturity but there's still all of this stuff going on (laughs) like just the the ocean is deep and there's a lot there that I'm trying to work through psychologically.
0: I, I find it absolutely courageous what you're doing and what you're trying to attempt because there's no bullshitting the path that you are attempting there's no psychological or conceptual ideas and spirituality that will get you through what you're going to come up against you either dig into the truth you either find the space beyond the barrage of doubt that's going to come and and most certainly will come and transform through that which is the whole purpose of self-intelligence which you're learning or you believe what your mind is telling you and there are many outs aren't there so this is the this is the pattern i found something i love this is definitely great there's that honeymoon period if you like or just that moment of like confirmation as you've experienced and then the the reality starts to come in with the true degree of responsibility that it takes to have something like that and then it's like this doesn't seem this wasn't in the images in my mind, you know. This wasn't the fun I was expecting, and the freedom, and the that you know, that of running your own business and being a thriving boss lady or whatever the thing is. It's like this is not feeling like that, and that feeling then puts into question what you're doing and le- le- the legitimacy of what you're doing and the the legitimacy of you who's doing it. There's something here to to work through that that's important to recognize just how predictable what you're experiencing right now is. Because it doesn't feel like that when you're in it. It feels like something's dreadfully wrong. It feels like this is not right. Something's terrible is happening. But the truth is what you're right now experiencing, although it feels completely overwhelming, this is it. This is your credentials in the making right now. So you want to hold women's retreats uh, that have some kind of space of teaching centeredness and uh, what's the nature of it?
1: Yeah, the nature is, I suppose, reconnecting with sisterhood and reconnecting with, with the, yeah, the power of, of sitting with others in presence and sitting with people who are not necessarily related to you, work with you or are friends with you, but just are there with, with nothing but open hearts and like a curiosity and willingness to kind of dive a bit deeper and yeah, the healing, the, the deeper insights that come forth in that space of, um, of sisterhood and also, you know, just thinking about the way that I relate to the world. And I kind of sit in this in-between space. Sometimes it feels like this in-between space of, of kind of spirituality and well-being, and then of just the kind of normal everyday life. You know, I sit in meditation every week with people that follow the, the kind of whole Vedic philosophy and don't drink and eat Vedic food, but then, I also spend time with people that that drink and smoke and (laughs) so sometimes I feel like I'm floating back and forth between these two very different realities. I suppose I'm trying to create a space where people that are in that space can resonate with the safe container of these retreats because they're not necessarily, you know, down that like strict spiritual kind of line or like very anti-culture where um, you have to be dressing a certain way or doing, you know, two hours of breath work and meditation every day to feel um, like you belong in that space, like anybody is welcome in that space. And I suppose sometimes I find it quite polarizing, like the whole you're either in the well-being space or you're not, and it's hard to be in between. So I suppose in terms of positioning, I felt it was important that that existed. But it is at its core really about reclaiming belonging, remembering the truth of who we are at its very, very core. But I suppose how you package that up to people that are in their different phases of kind of, yeah, spirituality looks a little different.
0: From my perspective, spirituality is the recognition of reality. So if there's a spiritual world, it's not reality because it's it's existing inside of reality. And if there's a non-spiritual world, it's not reality either. It's just a world inside of reality. So there's two worlds existing in reality. So really, one's an identity and the other's an identity. And spirituality to me is the recognition of that everything exists inside of that, unidentified. And people attract to different vibrationary, you know, things at different times. So they may attract to a whatever that spiritual thing is that you mentioned for some purpose, you know because they're developing some skill or some discipline or whatever the case is. If it becomes itself a reality, then it's lost spirituality because it's not a reality. It is just relative like everything else. Spirituality to me exists in every orifice of everything. There there cannot be a separation of it. One thing here, one thing there. Ordinaries of everyday life is spirituality at its highest, if you like, because it's not trying to claim to be something. It just is. So you feel passionate about this. And the problem is, what if I don't have what it takes? What if I don't have what it takes to commit to this that I currently feel is important? But do I think it's important enough to put that much work into it? Like, am I really going to push through? And wait a sec, that's taking time. That's going to, oh, I could be like, three years down the track and find out I don't have what it takes to do this and now I'm three years behind where I could have been pursuing a real career tell me if these may be some of the kind of thoughts that you have
1: yeah 100% I could be pursuing a real career has its own set of thoughts because I feel like I'm like almost not necessarily too old but I feel like I've i pushed it too far now and I yeah I'm at this intersectional point point where I feel i need to know everything is going to work out one way or another and i know i can't know that as well there is this you know deeper knowing that it's all going to unravel the way that it divinely will unravel <laughs> and i can't necessarily you know control the outcome of my life i can take steps in a certain direction i can have visions and goals and form habits and you know action plans to move towards that but there's no there's no absolute this is going to work out this way or this is going to work out this way
0: okay so you see what you're saying right now that's the conceptual stuff that's true but does it get you through the storm is the difference right does it get you out of the distractive and addictive behaviors that come swooping in when shit gets hard no <laughs> So that's where we're gonna go, right? we've got to go to that place because somehow there's some passion in you, you're drawn to this that you're saying yeah, there's something would you say there's something that's that something real there for you?
1: yeah, it's like been a dream that I've had to be honest since it's probably like sixteen or so that I've started speaking about, and then like you know then again probably spoke about it in my early twenties, then left it again and then it came up again and It's just I've kept coming back to it and over the past, it's probably been almost 24 months since I ran my first kind of pilot retreat and I've just kept pushing through even if it feels completely insane with the little amount of money that it's given me.
0: When you put your full self to something, it's like the intelligence naturally forms around the, you know, survival requirements and works out ways to create win-win situations, it's not a win situation for you if you're not surviving. That, that that's not a win. Do you know what I mean? It's that that does not align with nature for that to happen. It it's it aligned for na- with nature that you would provide a service that that service is wanted and it would support you in doing that. Okay, that that's a natural alignment. It doesn't mean that you're going to be like super duper rich or something like this. And people have. You know, highfalutin expectations and some people achieve those things and that's fine. But there will be a basic level of support, do you know what I mean, that makes this workable. There is in the beginning and you're still in the beginning, uh, that transitional stage where you're being supported by, say, casual work and things like that, while you're getting some of that very early traction. Now, That is a problem when you have a self-identity, I'm 29 years old and I should be well on my way type of thing. When really, when you approach your business, you feel like you're at the very beginning, like you're 18 years old, not 29 years old. And then something feels like this is right, something's wrong here.
1: Yesterday I did like my balance sheet and profit and loss and I looked at last year's taxes and I realized, and I'm going to admit this because I feel like I have to just admit it somewhere, that I've earned, like $26,000 a year for the past 2 years and seeing those numbers $50,000 in 2 years really what I should be earning in a year as an adult at the very minimum was just it was <sighs> so hard to swallow that so much self-worth stuff came up regarding yeah not being able to support myself not being a you know fully formed adult or being somehow really almost disabled in in that space of work in that space of like how have I survived off that and how have I struggled and not made more money than that like I just it was difficult to look at that and there's so many judgments onto myself but I also am so aware of how many judgments I'm throwing out there To like the world and just to like I don't know maybe like the capitalist system that I live in, you know, just judgments like this world is unfair, something is rigged, and you know, feeling totally misunderstood and undervalued. There's a lot of victim stuff that comes up, and yeah, the the amount of judgment that I'm really putting out, like I'm I'm judging myself, but I'm really judging the world as well. I'm really thinking that. The world's against me or something and the world doesn't want to support me. The world
0: doesn't. When things get difficult in any situation, when they get really difficult, the reflex to blame is so strong and with blame is judgment. You know, it's I'd be okay because I'm not feeling okay at all, but I would be okay if it wasn't for this and this and you and that and that and da and da and all these types of things. So I'm glad you've been able to pick that up for yourself and the shadow inquiry supports seeing all of that right which you're aware of so in the path of passion and using your really innate gifts and talents and what something that's genuine to you there's so much scope and possibility for how you can land the sense of rightness that's within you in a way that feels fulfilling in a way that doesn't feel like you're prostituting yourself trying to be something else or whatever the case is. And the narrowness of the childishness that you're walking with is it goes, I feel like this is enough and I'm gonna do this and that and the other thing. And that should work, basically. That's my feeling of reasonable. And then the world gives you the feedback and it may be that you know there's a lot of adjustments to make. There's a lot of pivoting. There's a lot of light. In my experience with anything I've done, if I had known what it was actually gonna take... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have done a thing. Oh my goodness. Like, it's certainly unreasonable, put it that way. It's certainly not something I can reason. If, if, if it came down to reasonability, yeah, nothing would have happened, essentially. But that's what happens it hits reasonable, and then now you're dealing with your mind. But when you believe what the thought is around that, then you essentially behave and give back in relation to that, what you believe. So do you sense that there's been a little holding back?
1: There's a scatteredness that sabotages me and my pursuits in this business. That makes sense. So it's not so much that I'm withdrawn or holding back. There's a lot of fear because there are a lot of risks in the sort of business that I've decided to create in terms of like just the amount of money that you have to be able to put forward to, you know, decide, okay, I'm going to offer this retreat. And a lot of these payments, are, you know, 100% or 50% non-recoverable. So every time it's this big, like, okay, I'm going to take this risk. But beyond that, there's this, there's this, there's scattered energy and internal, that there's this complex environment internally that stops me from taking clear action. I suppose, figuring out what else I have to train myself in is one aspect of like, okay, after the self-intelligence course, what else will I go and do? Will I go and do a yoga teacher training? Will I go and learn massage? How can I upskill myself so I can offer something more on retreat so I don't have to recruit all of these other third-party people? And then on top of that, it's also figuring out what do I do on the side because the reality is that I'm going to have a year to maybe up to five years where I'm going to have to be doing other work on the side. And I've struggled with finding work over the past year and a half. I was in this really good place with it a couple of years ago. And and when I say good place, I mean like I was I was earning good money, but I, I wasn't happy. And I was, like, feeling tortured inside, so I I left it all. I went and moved in with my parents. I changed my whole life, and it was probably for the better. There was this, this like, need to leave the city, move into nature, give up this whole kind of trajectory and path that I've started creating for myself and kind of abandon all of that. Um, But since that abandonment, there hasn't really been much. Um, in terms of opportunities, and I feel desperate. I feel, I'm in this desperate place where I'm like, I know I have stuff to offer, but I don't really know in what space. And I don't want to work for any company that I don't align with on values, which which shrinks things a lot. And I'm, I suppose, over the past week, I've come to to terms with. The fact that yeah, I might just have to get a job in a cafe, or get a job in an organic store, or something practical in an environment where I feel like I can yeah, just enjoy being around the people that I work with, where it's not yeah, in total conflict with my values, whatever you know, service or product we're selling, and that that's okay. Um, but there is still that like I should be, I should be able to land a better job. I should be able to earn more money.
0: And that's exactly where it is right there. Because the way isn't going to align with what you think it should. And yet it'll align perfectly with you. The should is the part that's not aligning with you. So you'll find yourself, oh, I don't actually mind this job. I made this whole story up about it. Like it was less than, and look, I'm I'm such a loser. I work at the organic shop and it looks like i just don't know what i'm doing with my life and this is the images that come up in the mind as you're approaching right because you have to make a certain amount of money not to be in the desperate situation you're in There's a practicality to that and then all of a sudden you're there you you allow you did inquiry and you got past that should thought and you're like oh i feel supported this is okay i can work with this and it's like oh my gosh what was i doing oh, that's right. I was still in the space of, I don't know if I want to really commit to anything because I might risk failing. And this is actually what was happening. And instead of keeping track of that background fundamental fear that's going on, these other thoughts that would come in, like say around the, like we just said, the casual work or whatever, suggest that I can't do it. That it would mean if I did this, it would mean this. And because of that meaning, that's too unbearable. Ah, that's disgusting. So cannot go there. You could go work for one of those places for a couple of, a couple of months and then you're onto a different thing. You never know where it's going to take you, right? But now you're back in the flow of the trajectory that you want to be going. But then there's that thought. But is this what I really want to do? You know, and then ping pong, ping pong, right? So I ask you, does this trajectory feel right? Does this feel aligned? This is your first question. Not that you know exactly what it is, but you can sense into the path and the offering and whatever. And there's something about that that doesn't feel like that's off. Like that doesn't feel resonant to me. So when you tune into that, it feels resonant to you. Yes?
1: Yes. And absolutely. No, an absolute.
0: Yes. Okay. So absolutely. Yes. So we don't need to discuss that now. And you don't need to discuss that now either. That's not a discussion you allow to happen anymore. That rightness that we just got clear about is going to end you. Are you clear about that as well? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because the part that makes this confusing is when you go to approach that which is going to end you, when it starts to end you, then it feels weird. It's like, why is this ending me? Maybe I want to keep some of me too. And as I like, know, this is here to end you. Let's get clear what that means. The person you believe you are that's involved in this is not going to survive it. The being that you are is what's going to be left when this journey strips everything away from you as the delusion of yourself, the false person you believe yourself to be. If you would like to discover who you really are beyond the voice in your head, and emotional states that cause relationship drama, stress, health issues, procrastination, sabotage, addictions, essentially all the drama and personal problems you can think of, come and join me for the wake-up experience, which is the first step in freeing yourself from the inside out. See the link in the description for more details. Now, the person cannot commit to anything because any kind of commitment is going to end the, the false sense of the person because it creates change. It, it changes you. You grow up, Zoe. And then who are you? It's like, I thought I knew who I was. I'm this. And then that person starts disintegrating, you see. It, that is uh, very important to go, okay, this process is going to end me. I understand that. So that part's not going to feel good. That part's going to feel weird. That's going to feel scary. That's going to feel overwhelming and so on. And, and then when you have that discernment, then it's like, I don't have to worry about looking after that now. Because I know that's what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can kind of just, yeah, suppose, surrender, try your best to kind of nurture yourself through.
0: Nurturing yourself will be natural because who you really are is love, is truth, is compassion, is joy, is everything you could ever imagine. The person who's trying to hold on causes the suffering in your existence. So the passion is there to guide you, particularly initially, to crumble, all that's not you away to leave you bare as your pure, powerful self. Now, with that, you're free to do whatever you want. If you wanna be a yoga teacher on your retreat, for example, like you need someone to take yoga classes in the morning, well, then you can just tonight and every single night, you can go, well, I'm just gonna do a 20-minute yoga class from YouTube, if you like. I'm gonna learn the classes and those classes I learned, I'm gonna teach these people. Why not? I can do whatever I want. I can create whatever I want. And the people that do the class, they go, that was really great. I love that class. And you go, I loved it too. And then that's it. Okay. But the person that you are says, I need special credentials. I need this. I need that. I like this. I like that. I need, 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 need. This is the person. That's what I mean. That person's ending. Someone will say, do you have a, do you have a yoga, you know, certificate or data? And you say, no. And they go, wow. And you go, oh yeah, I, I didn't feel to do that. I felt just guided to teach yoga and they're like, that's amazing. Maybe she's got special powers. And they put it in their own category. Oh, you gotta go, you gotta go, you go to this girl Zoe, she's so amazing. And she doesn't even have a course. Like you can tell it's just so genuinely coming out of her. And you're like, oh my gosh, everyone just makes up whatever they want to make up. They just say whatever they want to say. As long as their experience was good because you are you're providing value to people, no one cares. No one cares. Everything in this life including a yoga teacher training of all kinds, is made up, It's created, It's made up. But the child doesn't want to admit that because the child wants the false sense of security in the thing. It's like, no, no, that's got to mean something. It's like, no, it doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean a thing. It's just someone made something up that they felt to offer because it's great. And all these benefits and amazing things come out of it. Do you enjoy music? Yeah, I love music. Someone made it up. Do you, do, because they made it up, do you go, oh, that's not valid? They made that shit up. <laughs> you go, I love the music because I love the music. It's as simple as that. Now, they had to have certain skills, yes, to create music, right? So, as a yoga teacher, you have to have certain skills. You have to be able to direct the process of teaching. That's all that's required. Have you noticed there's a need for more than what's required? No, oh,
1: yeah, absolutely there was a little, there was a a breakthrough with just even like guiding one meditation and being like, oh, it's not, it's that simple. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it, it really is that simple. And but prior to that, there was, yeah, so much thought around, well, nobody's really taught me how to do this. I don't have a, yeah, any form of certificate that says that I can guide anyone into meditation. And people spend years and thousands of dollars and or you know yeah practice meditation for thousands and thousands of hours before they call themselves a meditation teacher and then there's that inferiority that comes in that imposter syndrome that people speak of that takes over and yeah But it wasn't there when I was guiding the meditation. It was there before the meditation and then didn't necessarily come in after. But when I think about guiding anymore, it's still there. It's still there. It's like, but it wasn't there throughout it. Throughout it, it was natural.
0: So let's say this then. Your number one credential is not listening to the thought. That's the number one credential. All other credentials are secondary to that one credential. Now, if this is your number, say say, say you're like, I wanna take women on retreats, da da da, all this, yes? And I say to you, and I'm not saying to you as a nice idea to pep you up, you know, to inspire you. I'm saying this very sincerely. Make your number one credential for the whole business that I inquire to thoughts that stop me doing this. So when a thought comes that says, I need this, or I should do that, or I shouldn't be here, and I should did it. I'm the one, my, my only cred- credential is that I inquire to the reality of those thoughts. Now, if the situation comes that a practical skill is necessary and you don't have that practical skill, then it will be clear that that skill is necessary and it won't be from this psychological place of lack that you're currently getting confused with. Okay, so... If you were to provide a massage to someone and you've never had any experience of massage, most people, not everybody, but most people would probably struggle with that and provide a pretty poor service. Do you know what I mean? And so the, the recipient might be like, that was pretty bad, right? Like, but you'll be more practical about that. And you'll find the best solutions that cost, you know, a very cost effective. We are in a world now. You can get resources so easily, to skill up. And then you start to see, oh, but I was holding back on all that. I had all these conditions. I was like, it has to be like this. I had basically a very narrow tunnel that I was thinking it has to happen within this narrow tunnel. If it doesn't happen in this narrow tunnel, that's it. It doesn't work. And God forbid I'm I'm twenty nine and I don't have even have any more room than that, you see.
1: I've been reflecting a lot through this period of of yeah, of darkness, of suffering um, suffering and all these thoughts. Yeah. There's this whole like indoctrination probably that comes from just like a private school privileged mindset of having to legitimize everything, having to offer things that fit the, fit a certain mold. And this is my own conditioning. Like this is my own conditioning. I'm I'm not speaking to all those that went to private school at all, but just, um, yeah, it's, it's it's really narrow, and it keeps me stuck in this mode of having to not only like having to surround myself with certain types of people, having to surround myself in certain environments, having to offer a service that fits this and fits that, and it's pretty stifling to to my experience of joy, to my creativity to being like innovative and outside of the box with anything that I do.
0: That's hence why your number one credential is your inquiry. And then once your number one credential becomes inquiry, then you can offer inquiry too. And you go, oh, I see where you're stuck. Do you want me to help you out? Oh, yeah, I'd pay you $150, $200 to, to help me out with that for a session. It's so, like, oh, now all of a sudden my casual job has turned into something I just do for myself. And it just keeps now, there's a momentum in the, in the s- support for you now. But if you are unwilling to expand beyond those conditions, then you're going to be overwhelmed by the impracticality of it, basically. The impracticality. You're in a particular environment that's suited to such high degrees of flexibility and creativity. That's the kind of path you're choosing. So you have to then be clear about that for yourself and then allow yourself to move into that space like that. It, it's kind of like artistry, what you're moving into. So you don't become an artist and go, I'm going to restrict myself by all these parameters. You become an artist so you can be creative, like so that you can expand beyond the expectation and, and, and all of that. So you're getting perspective to align yourself because it will happen like that and many things that you create will come and be dropped because they resonate at a certain time and then they have to be dropped and then you're going again and the, the ego is going, when is this going to stop? Like, I just want to get this thing and I want to be okay with it and I want to grab onto it and it's like, it doesn't work like that. You'll put your whole energy sometimes into certain things for years and years and then it'll have to be dropped because it won't resonate anymore, it won't be in the right flow with your creative expression and then it's gone and you know that right now and that sense of knowing that inside goes, I don't even want to start, if that's what it's got to be like, I don't even want to begin because I don't think I'd be able to handle that, again, that's why it's your number one credential is inquiry, the only way you're going to be able to let that go is through inquiry, that's the purpose of inquiry is to let go of things oh, but all the heart, oh, but all the, all the history, how can I let go of that history? You got to be able to let it go in a second or you're out of the flow. So all of that supports what you're wanting to do because everybody coming to you wants the same thing. You know, they're wanting to be more connected. They're wanting to feel more embodied with their natural expression. They're wanting these things and they want to retreat to give themselves that opportunity, okay? And now you are the living embodiment of that. Why? Because the business exists in the first place. You don't have to have any other credential. You had to get through so many thoughts just to offer the thing in itself. I mentioned credentials because in your coming on to have this chat, you you talked about this and, and feeling the blockage of all of that, you know, and, and talking about maybe I should pursue a real career or whatever the case is. And I want to make it really clear. And you look at this for yourself. Everything is completely made up. Everything. Everything is created from our inspiration. It just comes from somewhere within inside of us. When the first person made a plane or two people, actually, the Wright brothers, they, they didn't have credentials to make planes because planes didn't freaking exist. So how could they say they had the credentials for it? Do you have the credentials for that? No, it doesn't exist, but we want to do it. And now what did it, it involve? It involved a whole bunch of practicalities that align up with universal law. You cannot get out of that. And those universal laws are impersonal laws. They have nothing to do with you personally. They have nothing to do with reasonability. They don't care if you think you're deserving or think it should be, you know, this or that. It's just very plain, very simple. And then magic can happen. So when you're at a crossroads like this, go back to your first credential. And the next day, or the, it, things will integrate and, and and you all of a sudden you'll be inspired and it comes from that place that who knows where it comes from, right? an idea will come to you or, and it's like, oh, here's my opportunity. Do I commit to this? Do I, I feel, I know where that's going. Like, do I give myself to it or do I eclipse what came to me naturally and organically with fear and conditioning? And then all of a sudden you find yourself writing a, or the the application to some job or whatever the case is, or maybe you start doing more logbook stuff and, and start offering sessions in terms of, The self-intelligence work because it's available to you now. You're you're flowing now. I was a bus driver for like a year and a half or more when I first started doing this stuff. A bus driver, who could have thought that up? Like I just committed to the path. I committed to my heart, if you know what I mean. And I was walking past this bus depot, and I'm like, that's what I'm gonna do. I love driving. I love driving, and I don't want a boss on my back telling me what I should do and like trying to. You know, get some kind of like performance out of me. If I drive the bus from there, then I get the people there. There, everyone's happy, right? And they pay me, pay me pretty well. It was perfect, perfect, Zoe. The bus came and resonated with my decision already to choose the path, and then it came to show me it's an avenue to support the path. You see, so it it's available. It's like ah, uh, uh, it life becomes available to you because you're available to it. But from the place of I don't really want to commit, it's like then life is just going to go, I'm not really want to commit. <laughs> it just reflects that back to you, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like recognizing that I left my life, my big city life career path because I was on this path already. Like I decided I'm on this path. But I've also been still holding on to that because I've been wanting to secure some job, some title that keeps me there.
0: I'm suggesting to you, if you feel to go back to that, then just do that 100%. Mm, no, I can't
1: go back to that.
0: There's no issue. There's no judgment. There's no possible right and wrong in it. It's just give it your everything. If that's what you, if you feel to do it and you just go, I just want to know what that's like or give it a year or whatever, you, whatever you want to do, you just go for it. But go for it. Don't let yourself hang out in this limbo state. That's why you've reached out to come to get a kind of like a kick off get the defibrillator and get you back, you know, moving, get the heart pumping properly again, get all the support you can possibly get, get it from the self-intelligence community, get it as you are right now, get it from, get the right friends around you, like commit everything to support you. And that's where the habits like not drinking and all of this type of thing come in, not because it's like that's bad and wrong and da-da, but it's like, that's not serving me. Like I don't think clearly when I'm, hungover that's where it comes from do you see what i mean if you would like to download a free beginner self-recognition guided meditation audio to start your journey of healing and freeing yourself from the inside out see the link in the description or go to selfintelligence.com and that way when you want to drink you can it doesn't matter it's 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 just more okay i understand what these things are for so then you're not living the two lives is what i'm trying to say you know because there's something quite significant there for you.
1: Yeah, for the most part, though, I feel like I've really neutralized. Like, I feel like my life really supports the path that I'm that I'm on. Despite, like, being in between these two worlds, it's more of, like, a noticing that there are these two worlds. It's not really that I'm, like, leaning into either side and kind of just like, whoa, these worlds are very different. <laughs> I'm not sure how, like, I can still resonate with both, but I'm resonating with both and then I'm you know, on my own sitting somewhere in the middle (laughs) or wherever I am in space.
0: (laughs) Just be clear that the step you're about to take, notice the feeling of rightness in whatever that step is, like whether it's casual work or whatever. It's like, oh, this actually does, there's a feeling that's of rightness in that. And then notice when the uncomfortable feelings come, which they likely will, and just be like, oh, there you are. I was very aware that you were coming. And then they come knocking on the door and then you go, okay, what's the problem? Come and tell me your problem. Let them into your office. All right, come in, tell me. And you're like, these are the problems. You're like, okay, I hear you. I see I see that. And you take it straight through the inquiry and you get back to your rightness. You get back on. If you're not doing that, you'll notice yourself withdrawing. You're just, you withdraw from the people that are most po- important to support you in this. You'll somehow tell yourself some story and distract yourself and then go off to sort of alleviate the uncomfortableness of it. Don't alleviate the uncomfortableness of it. Stay with it. It is not going away. It's a gatekeeper of transformation. It's an initiator. And it's really challenging stuff, right? So so to really let yourself get the support, okay, is very important. So if it's your parents supporting you or whatever the case, you'll be like, in sometimes in the past I've used that maybe as a crutch, but now I'm using that as support. You'll know the difference for yourself. Don't just pigeonhole it into one place.
1: It's true, actually. It's funny. Today I was like offered lunch and breakfast from my sister and my mom. Usually there's like guilt that steps in. (laughs) I'm like, oh, god, you guys are paying for me. Like this doesn't feel good. And today I like received it. I was like, just, I'm going to receive this. I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling financially. I'm doing everything that I can on a daily basis. Thank you for your support. Yeah, I think just reaching out to you was just that initiation of like, you know what, I need to get back into my inquiry, into more inquiry and just like receive the support where I can.
0: What I can only hope is the impression of this session is that, that whatever anything throws at you as far as your credentials in this business, that you are clear after this session what your number one credential is. And if that's your number one, everything's going to just find you. Everything's going to support you That after that. Thank you so much for bringing this to all of our attention because it's going to be very relevant. Yeah,
1: thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. If you got value out of this, please share it so that other people can benefit also. For more information about self-intelligence, including joining my next wake-up experience or detailed information about my self-intelligence course, go to selfintelligence.com.